Well, hey there, Get Up and Go Challengers. Sharon Hornell from here. What do we do now? We have finished the 40 day challenge, did our Q&A yesterday, and now we're hanging. And I think during the 40 day challenge, asked this several times, what's next, what now, what do we do now? Because our biggest question is always, once we've come to terms with what's happened, and I looked up the, uh, the word I couldn't remember the name of yesterday, and it is the, now I'm gonna forget it again. I, I looked it up, wrote it down twice. Hindsight, it's the hindsight. Um, hindsight what? All right, I'll talk about it when I remember. But it's looking back at events and how long it takes us to analyze and get the lesson that we're supposed to learn from that event. So something happens. COVID-19 hits and happens. And we go through all of our normal emotional reactions to it and we, we feel what we're gonna feel about it. And then we get to a point where we realize, okay, this event has happened. There is nothing I can do to change it because it's in the past, it's already happened. We can never change anything that's in the past. Now what? Now what am I gonna do? What's next? What is, what is it, what does it mean to me and what do I need to do right now? And what is the lesson that I learned from that event happening? I don't know about you, but I have learned a lot of lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of personal lessons. Can't learn lessons for other people, neither can you. We can't uh, learn lessons for society or the world. We can, we can try, but it doesn't work. We can only learn lessons for ourselves. But what lessons did I personally learn from COVID-19? Once we reach that, the hindsight factor, the hindsight, um, I can't remember what the, what the word is, but once we look at that, the longer it takes us to learn that lesson, the longer it takes us to realize the aha and get to the point of, okay, what do I do now? What's next? What, what am I supposed to do with this? The longer that takes us, the, the harder it is, right? The more damage it causes in our, our life, our current situation, because we're living in the past. Once an event happens, there's nothing we can do about it. So the hindsight factor, what is the hindsight factor? How long are you dwelling? How, and it's not about dwelling. We all have different time frames that we need to deal with events that happen in our life. And I love this idea and this topic because we've all experienced it, whether we've consciously noticed it or not. If I look at key events in my life, we've done the lifeline exercise. If you go back and revisit some of those events and just ask yourself, what direction did my life take from that event on? How long did it take me to figure out the lesson I needed to learn before I made changes in my life and before I set my life in the direction I wanted it to go. Maybe you're in one of those situations right now. There's, there are always aspects of my life that aren't perfect yet. Nothing, nothing's ever perfect. We are continuous works in progress, moving toward our ideal self, moving toward what it is that we want. And by ideal self, I mean the best version of yourself and, and with the things and the life and the everything that you want. We're always working toward that, unless we're not, and then we're going backwards. That's always a choice. It's always a conscious choice. So if I think back, let's take a couple of big events in my life. My divorce was a big event in my life. My um, sudden cardiac arrest was a big event in my life. Let's just talk about those two because they're big dramatic ones that I can talk about and I can compare and contrast easily the hindsight factor. Now, the hindsight factor, if I think about how long did it take me to get over and, and realize I needed to change and do something different with my sudden cardiac arrest versus my, and then guys, I dropped dead. I was dead in a coma. Luckily, I happened to be one of the very few people that was revived and saved from that. And uh, 
the amount of time it took me to recover, learn the lessons I needed to learn, and change was very, very short compared to the amount of time it's taken for me to deal with the ramifications and the emotional baggage and all the stuff that goes along with my divorce. Two big events that many people can relate to, at least an illness or a sickness that you recover from or don't recover from, uh, or so a health challenge or a relationship challenge. To me, the relationship challenge has taken a lot longer to deal with the hindsight factor of then and come out where I want to be on the other side of relationships versus sudden cardiac arrest. Well, why was that? I guess for me personally, dropping dead is as bad as it can get. So I needed to figure out what had happened to me and I was super duper grateful for still being here, but I needed to immediately figure out and make massive changes. Plus, I had a six month hiatus where I was forced not to work and I did sneak and go to work, I'm not gonna lie. But um, I couldn't drive or do anything. So my personal freedom, as far as mobility and the motion and the pace of my life up until that point was dead stop, was dramatically different and impacted. I guess it gave me training for COVID-19 because I couldn't drive and it gave me training for vision challenges and other challenges I faced in my life. But it made me, and I, I almost immediately had to, to start researching and figuring out what the heck happened to me because I'd never heard really of a sudden cardiac arrest. I guess if I thought about it, I'd heard of them on the news and about a young um, athlete collapsing or something with a sudden cardiac arrest or whatever. But I had never really thought about or consciously known what that was. So the first thing I did was dig and say, what the heck happened to me? What does this mean? And then I realized through my lifeline exercise that it wasn't a coincidence. If I looked back at my history and just back like the back 20 years even, I noticed a huge and mind-blowing pattern that had repeated in my life. Um, I and it, it repeated on Labor Day, which was also not a coincidence. Uh, in my first job in corporate America, I had a lot of health issues and health challenges. Before that, I had a lot of health challenges in college, but I, I ignored those and that was bedridden and, and lots of that. And you would think that because of that, I would have absolutely positively for the rest of my life taken physically care of myself. Yet, I did not, as you will see in the next couple of minutes about discussion. So in my tw early 20s, super duper bad health challenges. Got out of those, which I probably should talk about that. That was a three-year gap versus the last time I had a health challenge was a big, big health challenge, like bedridden health challenge. It was in 2017, and it took me three years the first time, but only took me three months this next time to get out of bed and get moving again. Probably because of a lot of the lessons that I've learned over the years due to the sudden cardiac arrest. But first was bedridden, then was eye problems, blindness in one eye, and those challenges. Sick in corporate America with a lot of kidney issues. And on Labor Day, I went down, actually the weekend of Labor Day, that Friday at work, I went down, literally in my office, laying on the cold cement floor with massive kidney infection. It turns out that my right kidney was totally infected, had probably been infected for about three weeks when I was back at Mayo, yet they didn't catch it and it got worse and worse and worse. And the biggest kidney stone ever, I think it's in the medical journals somewhere, I never went and looked it up because I didn't want to know, I saw it. I saw a picture of it in the tube hanging on a teddy bear that my sister got me in the hospital. But that happened on Labor Day. Then a few years later, I had eye surgery on Labor Day Then or that weekend. And then my sudden cardiac arrest was the day after 
Labor Day weekend. So as I was looking at my lifeline, I'm like, okay, what is the lesson I need to learn from all this? Because I have just had the ultimate physical experience and you know, most people don't come back from that. Most people don't survive that. So I had to learn very quickly and I did learn very quickly by research and things and noticing this pattern in my life was showing me that I was positively, absolutely on the wrong course, the wrong trajectory for my life, my work, my labor, what I was putting out in the world. And it didn't mean I didn't have a whole lot of success because up to that point I had had a whole lot of corporate and business and career success, but there was always this unhappiness and dissatisfaction and feeling like I was on the wrong path. And I absolutely positively was. And so the universe or God or whoever, what you would believe in, kept sending me these messages saying, hello, course correct, adjustment, and I wasn't listening. In college, I wasn't studying the right things and I didn't change my trajectory. I just finished off in the, in the, the path I was on and I continued down that path and I got stronger and stronger messages until the point of, hey, this is your final message. You're either gonna change and you're gonna hear what we're trying to tell you, the lesson learned, or you're not gonna be here anymore. In three to six years, most people who have a heart event don't make it past the three or six year mark unless they make significant changes in their lifestyle and in their life. So guess what I did? I made significant, drastic changes in my life, my lifestyle, the direction, direction of my life was going. And there have been roadblocks in that along the way, big ones, that big hurdles, big roadblocks, big obstacles, big challenges. Yet, every time I hit a challenge, challenges used to shut me down and, and freeze me. And it used to take me a long time, not a super long time, but a long time to get from focusing on the problem and identifying the root cause of the problem to the solution phase. And now, I almost immediately jump right to what the solutions are. My hindsight time frame has been getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. I immediately, when I've got a challenge, I look for the lesson. I, I, I don't sit and worry about the problem and wonder and feel like a victim and say, oh, why did this happen to me? Poor me. I jump right to, all right, COVID-19, what am I going to do? And I'm teaching my granddaughter to do that as well. As soon as we knew, we were actually up at the cabin for my birthday, I think 6-0, when uh, we, we, all the COVID stuff started to, to come up. And we got home, uh, from that point on, we knew that, she, uh, well, I said, I don't want her to go back to school because there was only gonna be a couple days that her school was open. And I'm like, all right, she's been with me for so many days. I know she's good, I'm good and I'm gonna be hanging out with her during COVID, so we're not going to have her go back to school. But I also, she and I sat down and we said, okay, we're gonna have a lot more time together and a lot more hours together, what are we gonna do? And we brainstormed a list of all of the solutions, all of the fun things that we could do and create and the, the things we could have and fun with during what we thought was gonna be two weeks together. Now it's, I think we're going on, what, four months? March, April, May, June, we're in July. So it's four months. And we're still coming up with fun things and fun ideas. But I went directly to, okay, this situation, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna talk about it, we're not gonna feel bad about it, it just is what it is. Here's the positive, we get to spend a whole lot more time together. I will tell you, I absolutely adore spending time with my grandchild. And I will be the first to say and admit, she has helped make the whole COVID pandemic, you know, actually kind of positive and pleasant for me because I have had the opportunity to spend so much time with her. There's nothing better than spending time with an energetic, intelligent, smart, creative, 
little human being. It reminds us of all the things that we've stuffed down in ourselves for the last decades. So I've been having a blast with it. But that transition and that, it, and guess what? It, if I think about it, it really took me, you know, 30 years to deal with my health-related uh, hindsight challenges. But once the last event, the, the event, the sudden cardiac arrest happened, it was just a few months to, to figure that out and realize, oh my God, highlight lessons learned. Here's all the things that you've been pushing and forcing in your life that aren't a fit for you. You gotta start changing those. And so I immediately started making changes uh, in, in every area and aspect of my life. I didn't just make changes in my physical life. I made changes in my relationship with me, which needed to end decades sooner. I made changes in what I was doing, how I was spending my time, what I was thinking, what I was feeling, all of it, and it changed very, very quickly. With my divorce, I dragged my divorce out for like ever uh, because emotionally and mentally and with my core values, it hurt me as much, if not more, than um, the, the health challenges, the physical part of the physical pain. And I've been in chronic pain since I was a little kid, so what does that tell you about the impact of our emotions and our mental and our thinking on us as compared to physical challenges that we have? It, it actually, I think our mental and emotional things often cause physical challenges in our health and our body and our self-image and our self-esteem. What we think literally shows up in our bodies. So I don't even remember why I got on that tangent. Oh, because I remembered about hindsight factor. I don't think they call it the hindsight factor, but I'm gonna call it the hindsight factor because it's that point at which and how long it takes you to come to the realization that this happened, yeah, here's all the feelings I'm feeling because I feel terrible about this and I feel like a victim and I feel bad. But at some point you're like, all right, even, even if I am a victim of this and I have no control over it, I still have control over how I respond and what I do next. So what am I going to do next? So from the point of something happened to the, all right, what now question, that's the hindsight factor. So get up and go challenge. I'm in the same position you are. I'm like, all right, what's next? We just finished the 40 day challenge. Before that I did a 30 day challenge and then followed it right up with the 40 day challenge. I'm gonna tell you right now, August 1st, which is a Saturday, which will scare a whole lot of people away. I'm gonna start another 30 day challenge for the month of August. Why? Because leading into September, September is still a trigger month for me because I've had so many experiences that happened on Labor Day, which is the beginning of September. I wanna make sure I'm going into that as strong mentally, emotionally, physically, and everything as I possibly can. So, so what next, what now? What am I doing over the next few I guess it's a few days and, and a week, week and a half, just shy of two weeks because it's a Saturday. So it would be two weeks from yesterday. What am I going to do between now and then? Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to review and I'm also going to go in and put in order on the Get Up and Go Challenge group, private group page, all of the lessons from the 40-day challenge. There's 48 of them and I have not put them in the unit and in order. So I wanna do that so that if you go into the group, it's really easy to go through. Unit one's got the 30-day challenge in it and I think there's 31 or so videos in that. They're shorter. Um, there's a couple maybe that are they're 20, whoops. I keep knocking down the purple duck. What does that say? Uh, I, I've got them all in order. They're all ready to go. The 
40-day challenge. I only have the first day in there, but today, over the course of the day, I will get all the rest in there in order under Unit 2. But you have to go join the private group to have them in order. They're always going to be available in on the Get Up and Go page, but they're not going to be in order. They're just going to be on there based on the discussion on the way, however, Facebook uh, orders the algorithm. And if that changes, it might change. But they're, they went in in the order that I did them, so they'd all be backwards. So if you want to get them in order and you miss some lessons or if you want to review some lessons or go over them again, you can pop into the Get Up and Go private group. It's a free group, but we can just have discussions in there that are a little more private. And, and um, what I like about private groups is you can't share any of the comments or any of the things with other people or outside of that group. And I think it just makes it a, feel a little better. And I think I mentioned yesterday that I don't share stuff in other people's challenges where they're like, it's all public and then it's going to go away in a few days. I, I tend to, I'll maybe comment a little bit on things, but I don't usually share all my homework, all my feelings, what I'm working on. And as I'm going through it, I don't share my homework because number one, I don't care about the prizes. Number two, um, I do the homework, but I don't share it because it is in a public group. And a lot of it is me learning and growing and developing in certain areas and aspects of my life that I might not want to put out there. Heck, I share enough stuff on my uh, What's She Up To Now page. I, I go on every day and talk about what I'm doing. So I do that in, in an area that feels safer for me than just throwing it out to the world. Uh, so get up and go challenge. What's next? What now? Go back, review, look at some of the things you missed, get ready for the next 30-day challenge. And I will admit right now and here, I have not decided on the exact content for that. I've got a week plus to decide and outline. I, I can share my process with you if, you if you want, just ask. But I will just outline and map out what that challenge is gonna be. If you have ideas or what you would really like us to see and do in that challenge and deep dive, I mentioned yesterday, maybe we take one area or aspect of our life and we dive deep for 30 days on that for the next seven months. Um, it It's up to you what you want to see or it's up to me thinking about what area do I want to develop and what do I want to work on personally what's most important for me right now in my journey and you have to ask yourself that same question and I'll make it open enough so if I am personally going through the 30-day challenge focusing on one area or aspect of my life I will still I'll still talk about how it affects all the areas and aspects of your life because it'll be the same process if you figure it out I use the same process the same foundational process for everything, for every change, every challenge, every obstacle that I face, it is the, what? The SOAP method, right? It's the SOAP method. That's the same process all the time. All of us have a process that we use automatically. And hopefully, if you've been through the 40-day challenge with me, by now, you have instilled the SOAP process in you, and you will automatically, it's why I get from the situation to the to the hindsight factor, why that's so short for me now, because I can sit and think about it. And it's usually, as soon as I am consciously aware that my thinking is off, I'll give you an example, a fear factor, a fear thing, and how, how insidious fear is, how easily it sneaks into our life. My daughter and my son-in-law were home last week for a week-long vacation, and we saw a bug, this icky, ugly beetle bug, and she was like, oh my God, and she flicked it away and she said, that is one of those bugs that the little girls that were at our campsite, and they, my, my son-in-law's on the road for becoming a lineman, so they're living in a, a big camper. That's their home right now. And one of the neighbors in the campsite has two amazing little daughters that of course 
love my daughter and my son-in-law. And so the little girls were telling my daughter about this beetle and how their mom told them that this beetle climbs and lays their eggs in your ear. So freaked her out. So she's all freaked out because all of a sudden now she's never seen these beetles in her life. And now she's seeing them not only in Colorado, but also in Wisconsin. So, so yesterday, and I, I said, oh, honey, I don't believe that. And her, her husband, of course, said, that's not true. I've seen those all my life, and I've never heard of anybody having eggs laid in their ear. And so yesterday, I'm typing away at my computer in the kitchen, and lo and behold, I pull a tissue out of the tissue box, and out comes one of these creepy little beetle bugs, and I freak out. I wrap it up in the toilet paper and flush it, or the Kleenex, and I flush it down the toilet. But I, I woke up thinking about that today, thinking how easily fear messages get installed in us, even me, who I think I'm not afraid of a whole lot of stuff, how easily a, a message like that, that I didn't even ask myself, is that true? Do these do this? And I'm not going to, I'm not even gonna give it the time and energy to look it up online and, and ask myself, do these really lay their eggs in your ears? And do they really? Somebody told me that about spiders once, and I've been creeped out about spiders ever since. But you know, sometimes you'll be sleeping and you get spider bites. So it's so easy for seeds to be planted, seeds of fear and doubt and worry in us subconsciously that we don't even think about it. I didn't even think about that until I saw that beetle yesterday in the house. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and now I'm kind of curious, is that even true? But I'm not gonna look it up because I'm not that afraid of it. I don't, I don't have to give it any energy, but <coughs> we're so easily influenced by other human beings, especially those that we love and care about. So that's it. I would love to invite you to join me on August 1st, right here, same bad time, same, same bad channel, 11 a.m. Central, every day from August 1st to August 31st. And I may or may not be live. We'll see the last one. <coughs> Excuse me. The 40-day challenge, I had intended to go live every day at 11 a.m., but with my granddaughter, it's, it's virtually such a challenge that it's not worth the battle. Remember, we need to choose our battles. What are we gonna fight for? What's important to us? What are we gonna stand up for? And I like to say stand up for versus fight because if you're fighting for something, guess what? You're fighting, you're pushing against it and you're not gonna get what you want. But if you're standing up for it and you're supporting it, you will get what you want. That's it, go out and have an absolutely amazing day. If I can help you anyway, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, hit me up in the comments below. I will probably pop in here every day for the next week and a half until we hit the, the next challenge just because it, it works for me. It keeps me in the habit of showing up consistently and that's very important to me. It might be to you, it might not, but to me it's important to show up consistently. So we'll probably talk about a topic every day. If you're interested, pop in. <coughs> Otherwise, put on your calendar August 1st, 11 a.m. Central. And again, the recordings will be in the group so you can always pop in and join them. I will put them in order during the month of August under unit three on the get up, and, get up and Go Challenge group, private group page, so that they'll be in order every day. So you can go in there and you know you can find them and catch them every single day. Haven't decided if I'll do a workbook or not. It depends on what I decide to cover as material and, and the topic. Got workbooks, create books, workbooks all the time. Playbooks are more fun term. Uh, let me know if you wanna see one. If that helps you, let me know that in the comments below as well. Have an amazing day, and I will, of course, probably see you tomorrow.